Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. This is episode 402. On this episode, Stephen Briggs, funny stand-up comedian and friend of the podcast, joins us to hang out on the roof. If you haven't been listening for a while, during the times of COVID, we have decided to socially distance and run some cable cores up to the roof and podcast from the roof. So you'll hear the random helicopter going by, but I must say the audio is pretty good for what we're using we got the roadcaster pro and it's been it's been a blast uh getting up onto that roof and if you want to see what all the fuss is about go to the youtube search dave neal uh there's a link in the bio and uh if you want to just click on the uh, link in the bio here you can go to the youtube and see all of the past episodes that we've recorded on the roof we've got the full episodes with three camera setups and it has been um it's been a good it's been a good little adjustment, a little innovation that we've had to do during these rough times. If you want to support us, you can listen to more st- uh, more of the podcast uh, going to patreon.com/thesap, p a t r e o n.com/t h e s a p. Again, the link to that is in the description. That is the membership only episodes. I do have one free episode if you want to test it out. My chat with Jonesy every month we do a weird AF a podcast, a hybrid podcast where Jonesy brings me his weirdest news and we read it and discuss it in the way only two irreverent New Englanders can do. So anyway, I hope you enjoy that and enjoy our chat with Stephen Briggs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. As always, it is your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Cordy and our guest Stephen Briggs. What's up, my man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. This is the best summer vibes like podcast ever. I know, and we just started. It's great. It's, <laughs> wait till we yeah. grow up. <laughs> I can't wait until this is like our full-time gig. We're dreaming big these days. One of these days, we're going to have the dopest setup with a private outdoor area to record yeah. all of our podcasts. Yeah, it's important for the vibe, I think, of j- for just the guests, for y- for like you. I, it's important to just chill, you know? I think it's great. Not, it's, not it's, trying to be in some library or something. Exactly. You know, you're like, you feel really free. You're on the roof. You have a good view of everything going on yeah, around here. And we don't tree, end until the Hollywood sun goes sign. behind the Hollywood Hills sign. You can literally <laughs> see it as like it hits your eyes. You're like, all right, I guess we got to go. And the sun's out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, there's something like Pavlovian about putting these beers in that cooler, cracking some ice, like those sounds. There it is, you know? Just the sa- just squeezing a lime into that beer. I haven't had a nice beer in a while, so I'm excited. I let you I let uh, I let Steven decide what we were drinking today. So we're doing beers. I gave you the choice, but well, we also have the Bud Light seltzers, so maybe we'll move to that after if we're feeling liberal. We'll have to see how we do. <laughs> I'm but- gonna need you to replenish for me for Friday though. Was Friday your drink day? Friday's my drink day. Tasha's in between medicine for her Lyme disease. So she's finally, after two years of no drinking, yeah. she's starting to be able to time a beverage. Yeah, I can time bas- it. Yeah, I can basically have a drink if I'm three days in either direction from a dose of this one medicine. So oh, wow. like I've been taking it every other week, but starting on Tuesdays. So by Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be allowed to have a drink. And what happens if you drink on this medicine? You'll get horrifically sick. 
Really? It's the, same, yeah. it's the same medicine they give alcoholics, right? Yeah. It's also like, uh, what do they call What's it? it? Off-label used for, um, yeah, for people who are alcoholics because it just makes you so violently ill that it makes you like not want to drink ever again. Have you ever got sick on it? No. No. She really You're a, willing to I'm risk a, it. I'm a rule follower, but I feel like <laughs> I'm not going to go hard. I'm going to have a drink or two. She I had think. about eight ounces on episode, I think, 398. Eight, right or three ninety? No, so three ninety nine. Two weeks ago, she had about eight ounces of a Bud Light seltzer. I think I had to carry her downstairs. <laughs> it was so she was nice. ready to like order Chinese food. I felt so good. She was like a college <laughs> freshman at the frat house. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird because because of her, LA is also not really the biggest drinking culture city. So yeah. when I saw you last Sunday at that show, that was like the first drink I had in a while. I was oh, getting yeah. pretty buzzed because I was doing. I did a whiskey ginger after seeing it touch your lips. I was like, I need one of these. <laughs> Once they gave me the drink ticket, oh, I was. Man. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> that was an interesting uh, way back for me because that was my first show back in four months. But you've done a few things, right? You've been. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rule breaker. So, you know what I mean? I've just been doing the shows. They're hey. like, don't do them. I'm just like, well, what else am I going to do? You got to get paid there's, somehow. There's too much time in the day. I'm just like, let me go work out in the morning and then there's nothing else to do. I'm like, someone's like, you want to come do this show at this house party? I'm like, I guess. I, I did uh, show up. Leon Walker's garage show the oh, other day. It I was, was supposed to be there. Oh, it's good. It's but, a really good setup. Yes. Like, he, yeah. Oh my. Cause it's outdoors, but he has those triangle cloth hanging. Shape. Yeah, yeah. Those things are really nice. Those little I told him I was going to show up too. And then good crowd, was, good audience. Doing, yeah. I was doing yeah. this, this random house party. That was just like, they're like, I don't know. They're, Doing so the two-step, and then they're like, hold on. We're like, well, you'll perform after we get our dancing in. Yeah. And everyone's just dancing. Yeah, and from behind. How many people are at this house party? Oh, I don't know. Is it like a- there was a bouncy house in there. I was like, there's a bouncy <laughs> house here? They're like bouncing and around the kids Corona. are jumping in there? I was like, okay, that is... Not sanitary. No, no. You know they never clean those bouncy houses. No. They just deflate them and bring them to the next house. That's it. They clean it with the tears of the kid that couldn't get up because he was getting popcorn the whole time. There's oh, always yeah. that one kid. Um, I want to get to where we are now, but I want to start because this is, I, I'm actually excited for this chat because I really don't know you other than the, you know, casual, how are you, mm-hmm. which is always nice that you get to kind of learn about people just through their own Facebook postings and this and that. Yeah. But, but, uh, how long you been doing comedy and how long you been out in LA? I've been doing comedy for 10 years and I've been out in LA for eight years. And how, and where'd you start? Uh, started in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're SoCal. Yeah. Is your family still in San Diego? Yeah, but my family, a lot of my family's in New York. Oh, okay. In the, in the uh, like, the city or upstate? Or? Like Eastchester and the Bronx and just all over. And then I have other family over in Puerto Rico. So. Oh, wow, no way. Yeah. So. And and then, you're, and then you're, you're in a long-term relationship? I'm in a long-term, like, nine years. Wow. Whoa. Yes, I know. Live together? Yeah, we live together. Meet, met out here? We met out here, yeah. Because but of stand-up? not married. We're not married, okay. uh, and I she's she's uh she's thirty one right now, and she's from New York, and she still doesn't have a driver's license. Yeah, those New Yorkers, they I don't know. need one. Well, she lives out here. She's lived out here for <laughs> nine years, and I was like, "What are you gonna get your license?" And she's like, "I just don't know." So, <laughs> is she Puerto Rican? No. Oh, you didn't even get a Puerto Rican. No, New she's Italian. Oh, Italian. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, she's connected. She doesn't need. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's don't need connected. A license. Yeah. She knows people. That's interesting. So, do she? Do you guys go back to New York to see like like both of your families or? Um, her her parents moved to Connecticut. Okay. So we'll go to over there 
and I'll go do some shows and we'll visit her family. And yeah, you have to do shows and you, you got to always, <laughs> her family's That's in, how you get the text her right family's off. in Cincinnati <laughs> and I'm always like, we're always there for Christmas and I always book like one six minute guest spot. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'm, yeah, it, that's the only reason I'd go out to Connecticut for, you know what I mean? I'm not like trying to just, there's a out. club when I f started, cause I started pretty much in New York and it was a club called, I think Joker's wild in yes. New Haven, Connecticut. Uh -huh. Is that still around? That or it's probably. I mean, that was. Like Who knows what's still around after this? Tank. Yeah. People think Connecticut that don't know, and they think Yale. That's Connecticut's white trash. Whatever's between Boston and New York. Connecticut Ooh. is also like the most expensive place ever. Like everyone that I know from Connecticut is filthy rich. Yeah, well, that's Greenwich. That's like New York suburbs. Okay. And then you've got. I mean, there's nice coastal towns and all that, but 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 Joker's Wild is like. A lot of like tribal band tattoos and tank tops. Maybe it was just the night I was there. I don't know, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's white ghetto. I would call it white ghetto. Everyone's vaping there. Dave brings in the tribal tattoos. They're like, yeah, yeah. that's a fad. My I don't brother know. has one, and I'm like so embarrassed for him. How old are you? I, I'm 32. You're 32. I'm 35. So you're you were still on the young side of tribal tattoos. Well, I have a brother that's like edging on. 50. He would kill me if he watches this and he and I tell his exact age. So. <laughs> well, I don't know <laughs> how really young, or so. why tribal tattoos became popular, but there was a time and it was right when my generation like hit 18 when everyone's trying to get a tattoo yeah. that you had to get the barbed wire with the you know the uh, you know what the Chinese whatever and that was it. And yeah. then the women all the women got the tramp stamps. That was like not a bad idea at the time. I, the fact that you didn't get a tramp stamp living in Kentucky, you must have had a lot of people get tramp stamps. <laughs> yeah, I would say. And I'm kind of trying to I'm trying to think of like what were popular designs. I feel like the like a dolphin on the ankle was like a thing you that people was, would get when they go to Myrtle yeah. Beach or like maybe a butterfly like a koi fish. <laughs> <laughs> I always saw dudes with koi fish. Yeah, what's yeah. up? But that's not a masculine thing. I don't know. Everyone was like koi fish. And, and then like, now the sleeve, the MMA sleeve is sort of I guess popular, but yeah. that's that's such a commitment that I don't think you just like do that on a whim. I you think the face tats now are popular. The post Malone kind of look. Yeah, like I, I see people with face tats all the time. That, really? Yeah. I think that has to be a West Coast thing. Well, I think tattoos in general are a West Coast thing. I mean, there are tattoos everywhere, but I remember when I was still pretty young. I, maybe like my second or third year of college, I I came out to the West Coast and all of my bosses had tattoos in like a corporate professional environment. And yeah. I was really surprised by that because my mom always had like this stigma of people who have tattoos as just sort of like trashy and un unemployable. And that's what she would tell me every time I wanted to get a tattoo. Yeah. But then I came out here and I was like, no, all these people are cool. They've got like <laughs> colored hair and tattoos, full sleeves of women too. But that's going to be the strategy when we, like if and when we ever have kids is how can you guide them what to do without without pushing them too far that they sneak home and have this sleeve tattoo that you didn't want them to get, you know? Because like, yeah. I don't know what, like you've got purple hair, but that can rinse out, you know? Yeah, Tattoos can be uh you get a, you know, the tattoo that well, creeps up to the neck. Well, you can get it removed, but it hurts. Well, now you can. Expensive. Yeah, but it's a whole thing. Like, the fact that you didn't get a tattoo because your mom didn't, because Tasha's I, I didn't get a tattoo time. because I'm indecisive. The fact that she Not says she's a rule, she's a rule keeper, is that what you said? Rule follower. Rule follower is funny because if you tell her to go left, she's going right. Like, if, if I tell her what, to, whatever, yeah. she'll follow the, if the government tells her, fine. But if I tell her what to do, <laughs> it's, she's like, I will find a way to do whatever it is that you don't want. <laughs> I'm and that's just, just getting back at her mom somehow. Like I keep, like I call her mom, and go, yeah, Jeannie, that's right. She didn't listen to me either. Like, 
<laughs> do you pay the price? Do you pay the price in your relationship for something that has nothing to do with you? I try to avoid all situations. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's like I I do this technique now where uh, I don't argue back. Like if, wow. Yeah, yeah. I just don't Go like on. fight back, <laughs> and that just makes her get really angry more. But eventually, she'll just burn herself out. Yeah, because I think I, I like to generalize, but I think women like to poke at you when they don't think when when thing when the when the when the when the pond is nice and clear and it's quiet, they just like to skip rocks at you just to see that you're still alive. You were cattle prod at me today about something. I don't know what you're. You talking were cattle about. prod at me in the kitchen, and you were like, you were t- you were just you were like accusing me of it, it. didn't even matter. It was just something. I was like, I was like, just tell me you want attention, and then you like <laughs> grinned, and I was like, I'll talk to you. <laughs> it's like God forbid we just shared our you know communicate and said, hey, I'd like some attention. You want to take a break? I'd be like, yeah, sure. But instead, you're like, man, you gonna clean up over here? <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? What, what has been your guy's biggest fight we it's always this is the one thing that's given me faith in the relationship is all the big fights are are so over the top if i explained them to you that they're overcomable yes. it's like trying to pitch a tent together trying to put a surfboard yeah, on like a roof trivial things but yeah we did get in a big fight trying to put a surfboard on the roof and trying to pitch a tent uh, working together but, the, but this, <laughs> well, to be fair both of those were at the beginning of our relationship where yeah. we really hadn't mastered each other's like communication style uh-huh. uh and now i think we do a better job well i let you do whatever it is you want to do if, i'm a good manager if we make if we make a nice you know, pie. She's gonna yeah. want to cut it. That's just it. She's gonna be want. She's gonna want to put the final touches on the icing cake. That's uh. just it. So I've learned if you want to tie the thing with a rope, and I know that rope's not gonna work. I'll pick the pieces up on the highway. You know, <laughs> like I'll let her try her way because I know deep down it's not about me. She's just like, let me try it. Let me do it. You know, like if we, like you know you. But I, the best thing was the first family vacation I went on with Tasha. They get the rental car. They get the jeep, and your mom just hitting every button trying to program something and you're like let let me do it i'll do it (laughs) and then you had to be the one to to program the jeep button and i was like see it's not me it's not you do it with other people no but you know what that is is that like sometimes you know how to do it like i know how to pitch my own tent so when you came on the camping trip with me and we're just getting in the way i'd rather (laughs) you step back and just let me do it because i know how to do it and i did and i went to go build a hammock stop messing up the whole car are pressing everything and just let me do what she wants done and you can you can figure out what that control issue is that you have <laughs> knowing stuff i mean because for me like like the other day <laughs> I know, I like i'm your guy's therapist yeah. like i opened up a wormhole no you are and i appreciate it uh yeah the, we really needed this yeah, this yeah i can tell it's like well over. you do this and you get in my way and i know how to do it it's like yeah but listen like i grew always. up i grew up with a stepdad he's the greatest guy luke huh. and he knows everything there is to know about cars if a car drives by he'll tell you what what it was based on the sound of the engine mm. and i don't know how to do anything about cars because he would not teach me i'm very highly coachable he wouldn't teach me he would just like fiddle with something with his chubby fingers and and then ask me to hand him a wrench and yesterday with tasha i was trying to get you to teach me how to do this one thing on photoshop and you were like just let me do it and i was like honey 
show me. That, I no, have to, but I wanted to show you how to do it because just trying to talk you through how to do it from the couch wasn't working. So I came over, I sat down next to you, I took control of the mouse. Well, you skipped it. You skipped one. I showed you, you skipped how one. to you, do it. No, you did four things, and I go, honey, that was way too fast. And then, and then you, and then I told you with my words, show me slower because I, I don't want to have to ever ask you how to do this again. I know what it takes to learn something. I have to see it through maybe even do it two or three times in a row muscle memory just like if you're ever like writing a joke and like you keep flubbing the punchline you say it slow uh -huh. you kind of hit it so that way when it's in front of people you might actually you're not going to you don't want to make that mistake again yeah and 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 we've we've gotten a lot better at that so i think yeah like like you were like you were saying how you know how to avoid certain confrontations i mean i only get mad on one thing and it's like ridiculous i don't even think it's like that big of a deal but i just get upset like um I don't know. You probably don't do this, but she'll never put anything back in the same place. Him. That's you? Him. Dude. Him. That, why Why do you do that? In my house, everything has a place where it belongs. Why? So if you get it out, you can just put it back where it belongs and we'll never have a lost item. I, I'm like, where is the toothpaste? And it's like in the car. I'm like, how did it get here? <laughs> Why is it in the car? She's like, oh, well, because I was brushing my teeth and then I had to go get something in the car and I left it and dropped it in there. I'm like, what the hell? Just put it back. We're, the difference being, yeah. I think if I put one can of chili on the wrong shelf, that throws her day off versus I don't leave toothpaste in the glove compartment. I mean, that's an extreme <laughs> one, but like... He can't seem to put the cap back on the toothpaste either. Like This is a big one. We get we get more people writing in about this. People, because, because we've mentioned this on the podcast before, and now women from all over the world send me photos on Instagram of the caps the that their husband have left off of the, the toothpaste. The problem is, is when I notice something that you do wrong, I just don't address it. Squeaky get, wheel gets the grease. Why don't right? you just get toothpaste that has the cap already attached, so it just snaps open and then closes? That's an amazing idea. I've never thought uh, of that. But you know the the problem with those though is that like I I mean I don't know that you're necessarily bad about this, but it like it gets all over the side and then it doesn't close fully and properly. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. It just kind of sits half open. Tasha will attest to this. I am an improvement from where I come from with my family. Yes. Where where I come from, there are no caps on any of the toothpaste because there's four toothpaste. They've all crusted over the edges. And there's just toothpaste. I have younger brothers, yeah. and they probably are too old to have this excuse anymore. They're 22 and 16, but there's still just toothpaste everywhere. We just yeah. couldn't figure it out. I don't come from that place. I come from a chaotic environment. So for me to like ever be criticized because you know the baked beans are on the wrong aisle, I'm just like, honey, <laughs> this wrong is aisle. You know, like. Like she knows, we we both How have. How big is your place? <laughs> we have aisles. Yeah, you have yeah, aisles. It's right below our the sunset where we are right now, so it's really small. But but yeah, when you do live in a small place, you can't. I do understand like Tasha's appreciation for those things, so I do value it. But but like when we we it sounds like we're about we're kind of talking about love languages here. I have I know that that whatever she wants innately, I'll never. Be, I'll never be that person, but I can at least try so we can meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, the biggest thing that pisses me off about her is that she's like an old Dell laptop. If I want her to do something, <laughs> she ha it takes three minutes before she responds because she's working on something else. So her processors are just like... Yeah, I do have like a very slow, ancient processor got, from time to you've time. Got, 
Toshiba laptop energy <laughs> in a MacBook world, honey. I can only do one thing at a time, honey. So and I got, my uh, brain is focused on a different task. So You're I've just going to have to. I've got the coffee. I'm ready to go. I'm shooting. I'm firing. Yeah. I'm like, babe, what do you think of this? And then three minutes later, huh? What did you say? I don't know what I said. I'm on to the next thing. You're I'm like that on. computer with three screens. Yeah, exactly. You know the I mean? Bloomberg computer. Yeah, yeah you're sliding all the way across. I'm Minority Report. Yes. <laughs> That's, now, what do you do that pisses her off? Because um, there's got to be the equal and opposite. I, okay. This is, I mean, there's probably a lot of things, but this is probably the most recent one. I was just like brutally honest on something she made. Oh, boy. And I didn't think it was good. So she made this pie. But she took the Himalayan sea salt, and instead of, like, grinding it, she's like, oh, I'll just throw it in the processor, and it'll grind it in the processor. But it didn't. So there's just chunks of Himalayan sea salt in the pie, and I was like, this is, a, <laughs> did you make a salt pie? And she's like, it's good, eat it. And I was like, and then she takes a bite, and she's like, I see her face, but now she's committed. So now she has to keep on eating it. And I was like, it sucks, doesn't it? And she's like, no, it's good. And she's, like, finishing it. I'm just like, I see her, like. It's funny when the tongue doesn't lie because it's like <laughs> your tongue knows. Like, ooh, ooh, like. She was so <laughs> mad that I just wouldn't eat it. I was like, I can't. I can't eat this. this That's is, so funny. I was like, what did you do? And then eventually I got it out that she threw the salt. And I was like, why didn't you just grind it? She goes, I thought the processor. And then eventually she admitted it. But yeah, there was a big, she was mad at me for not finishing the pie. You're like, that's the problem with the guys is like, we'll look for the forensic report. Cause we're, we're like, I, 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 I feel like I always want to know what I fucked up if I'm cooking so I can like make it better the next time. So I'll be like, honey, did you bake this or boil it? Like you, cause Tasha's burnt many batches of broccoli and that's something that should never be burned, but it's because you'll be boiling, what? you'll boil broccoli and then you'll just forget. And the next thing you know, there's bur there's a burning smell, and you'll be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> you'll just run into the other room. <laughs> what did it, yesterday? I, I say was this, in charge of a pizza and burnt it. I say this. She calls me. I say this every time that Tasha's just got this stoned 15 year old boy energy, where she'll like cook something. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't tell you how many stoned times. Stoned 15 year old Lenovo boy energy. <laughs> yeah, <I> just got <laughs> <laughs> Lenovo boy energy. Somebody make that product and ship it to us. But she, yeah, you know, I'll open the microwave and there'll be a you know. A, a pot of water and I'm like, honey, were you trying to make tea last night? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, look, hey, we right. all we're not all perfect, Tasha. That's the art. <laughs> but so like are you guys are you guys zoned in? I mean you've been dating for nine years. Are yeah. you zoned in on what you you know, Actually, you know a lot, what, I, now the more that I think about it, a lot of things like like I showed up with this hair yesterday. This was random. She didn't expect that. And she's like, yeah, what, what were you platinum? You were white hair before. Yeah, I just did that without her knowing too. Oh, nice. And is this like, a quarantine thing? Or? Yeah, it's just like whatever. I'm like bored. Like whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, live my your barber life. opened up, and he and he's this sassy uh, man named Eddie. He's like, he's like, hey, and I come in. He goes, what are we doing today? I'm like, Eddie, go crazy. <laughs> and he's like, how about we do blonde on the top, and then you have the beard like this. And he's like, you look like Zac Efron. And I was like, okay. And he did it. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm with the other like hairstylist. Is like, what do you think? And they look over like, oh, honey, he does not look like Zac Efron. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> so then I've just been like changing it like whatever I like uh, that yeah you got the Dennis Rodman energy where like we right? don't know what we're gonna get I love Dennis Rodman yeah he was I mean he he must have had a full team of people working on his hair oh because yeah because he had like the he had like the little crop circles of different colors and he was doing a different haircut every I don't know how his hair took that you know probably not good yeah like no it can't be good for you but also he had like a it was like pretty low so 
it must not be that grows hard. out pretty quickly. I mean, you could if you keep your hair short, you could potentially have yeah. completely new hair every three weeks. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah, and I've never. Di- oh, I did. I did. Uh, speaking of things we do when we're young, I did um, hydrogen peroxide in my hair. I did okay. that when I was uh, probably eighth grade. To try and bleach it. Yeah. Did it work? Everyone was doing it where I come from. Did back it work? In the- yeah, it would be like a yellow orange. Oh wow. Yeah, I have oh. a, I have a. There was one month, but then we're talking. Ni- late 90s right so we're, there's no f- photographs of this that I know I mean there might be hard copy my mom might have somewhere but yeah. that's the beauty of back in the day is that you, what you I did mean, it's is quarantine just a, you could do it again I could I've been thinking of different things Tasha's been wanting to give me a mullet but uh, <laughs> we haven't stepped up on it the mullet's I not- really want like the Euro trash sort of mohawk mullet like look. you just shave the sides and the- like shorter on the sides not completely shaved but like that sort of clipped cropped and then yeah. all of this is like fluffy and long and you get the little like duck tail down oh God. here you look like a gta character i would love that yeah the, as a guy especially as comedians white guys we don't have too many things we can do no and uh women can change hey man what's up women can change uh their eyeshadow you, you you put it you put it up versus down and you're in a completely different mood your lip up, lip liner eyesh- you know your lip your eye your eyeliner. eye, eye your, uh, gotcha. your okay. eyeliner your blush you can do so many things the only thing i've done is a mustache i'm a completely i i think i get about 20% more love from an audience when i got a mustache so why why don't you keep the mustache fully then all the time? It com- it comes. i hate it oh really yeah why do you hate it it just looks pervy and weird really it's not a good look but the audience loves it so maybe there's something wrong with you no they're laughing that's why they like it they're laughing at you but it's like a fat guy who can go on stage and 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 build empathy right away by looking so stupid you build this quick uh, amounts of empathy you know, do, do you know what I mean? Like Wait, you build- all fat guys look stupid when they go on stage? No, he's saying his mustache. <laughs> oh, no, my mustache. Okay. I was like, why do they look dumb? <laughs> no, but like, you know, if you're if you're a fat guy or you have one arm or if you've got something that's not the norm. Okay. Apologize to our fat audience. But as a, <laughs> but what if you're not a comedian, you gotta realize you know, if you have something that sticks out, you can uh, make a joke easily it. right away and address it and, and get people to like you. Right it's away. like in LA, well, they say lose f- what do they say lose ten pounds or gain forty. That's kind of like the thing. Either you're Zac Efron or you're Seth Rogen. Pick one. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of in between. <laughs> Probably lean more towards Seth Rogen, but I'm you, not. You look like you're in good shape. Well, but not but not that, Zac like Efron. A, a shape. sexy no. Chris Evans like went on stage like super ripped and yes. tan and nice hair and a beautiful face. Okay. Everyone's just gonna be like. Okay, douchebag. Uh-huh. Instead of tuning in to think he's funny, do you I agree? Mean, I would say no. No, <laughs> I, no because do you think, I think Chris Evans can be funny. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I. Charming. Yeah, I think like automatically you're like, like he looks different. So you're like, okay, what does this guy have to say? And as long as he's not like, I think. You'll give him more of the benefit of the doubt at the beginning, but it, if he's just mediocre, then you're going to really tear him down. Yeah, we're talking, this gets you from the host introducing you to your first two jokes. That's all Yeah, it is. his first two jokes are really good. People are going to be like, that's awesome, and he's hot. Like, yeah. Let's put him on a TV show. I think in general, when anybody has the balls to get up on stage yeah. alone and start telling jokes, that we want, we have like, we want to trust them. 
they seem trustworthy because you wouldn't be trying this if you didn't sort of know. Well, you haven't I, seen right? something right? open mics then. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, that's a very Midwestern uh, <laughs> optimism. Yeah. I think in LA, you've seen enough that you that if you see someone bomb on stage, I do agree with you, Tasha, everywhere but LA, maybe New York, but I think when you do see, it, by seeing someone bomb on stage, most audiences are performers. I think they feel a little bit better about their chances. I don't know. Everywhere is different. I felt like I ate a hot one on that show we did. I just felt, ugh. You know? Really? Why? Then, I don't, do you feel? I don't know. I, don't, I, I told myself going into it, don't be too hard on, my, on, on myself because I haven't, haven't done stand-up in four yeah. months. And like I'm just going to try to get through it. Fe- I felt like whenever I... You know, I, I pitch in a baseball league, but sometimes yeah. I have to bat. And whenever I bat, I go, just don't fucking look stupid. Make contact. That's how I felt on stage. Just make contact. Mm-hmm. Hit a couple of jokes. <laughs> just try to get off there without, you know, sabotaging your set, you know? You st- you're on the baseball league now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we're can- awesome. This whole year is canceled. But, oh, okay. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it, don't look foolish. That's the first step. You want to do well, but also... In that instance, I was like, "Don't, don't self hate." Because yeah, I sometimes a, you're just happy getting through it. I'm a, I can sabotage a set real quick. I mean, I can really go in on like. You know. what, what, why do you say you sabotage it? Uh, I know. Well, I definitely do, and I think it's more like if I don't get the response I think I want, you get then yeah, like I'll yeah, but I won't be like fuck you guys. These are yeah. funny. I won't like. Like I, I'm not an idiot, so like, but like I feel like I probably would have done that first year. Been like, I know this is funny, <laughs> and that's yeah. the wor- that's the worst way you, you can bomb. Yeah. But now it's more like, ugh, you know, I'm just like, this isn't going. Like I'll be the first one to address a bomb when I probably shouldn't address it till maybe it's like really evident I'm bombing. You know. Well, sometimes if you just address that the joke's not funny, it gets a laugh. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're like, I'm going gonna, a- to toss that one out. Yeah. You guys puts are you on out. the road to yeah. recovery a People little are bit. like, oh, he, uh, he, he has self-awareness. Uh-huh. And we can ride with this guy. Yeah. And not like somebody that's like, bah, 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 and they're doing all stuff and people are like, this is not funny. And they're like, wow. Yeah. And they're like all over the top. And that's everything. like someone who's, yeah, there's that type of energy that's like, if I bomb, I'm not going to let someone notice from outside the window. You yeah. know what I mean? If they're just looking at me visually, they're not going to know I'm bombing. But I think it's really a, I think I'm very sensitive in a high, high level of empathy. So if I feel like uh-huh. the audience isn't with me, yes. and it, it, even if it's like, they're they're just not happy to be there. It's uh-huh. like let's talk, let's do some crowd work with you, and that's yeah. kind of like I should probably like you know, let that go. I don't know if that's more of a New York thing. You see someone with their arms crossed, and you feel like picking on them, but you got to have the audience before you do that. You know, if you're uh-huh. gonna like shit on someone in the crowd, you better be likable. And I actually wanted to talk about this. There was something I read about now, Tasha. You're gonna help, have to help me with this. Two traits. This wasn't meant for stand up, but it's meant. You know, we talk you know about dating and relationships, so it's good when you just meet new people. But two traits that are good for being highly successful in life is competence tell me what the other one is warmth is the primary characteristic it's for like developing trustworthiness so when a person walks in the room you judge them first on their warmth and second on their competence although some would argue that that is true for women but when you meet a man, you judge them in reverse. You judge their competence and then their warmth. But if the, if people have both of those traits, then like you you trust them. Which is important as a comic that you want you want people to trust you. So you want to be funny, but also more so. You know, in addition to being funny, I feel like you want them. You want to be believable that you belong there. So like, I feel like if you're doing a set in some podunk town, people are like, oh shit, Stephen Briggs is in town. Fuck yeah. Like, oh, we have a real comedian in town. So you've already got that competence built up. But if you're doing a set in an open mic, people don't even know if you're funny or not. So then you got to build, you got to win them over. So it's about kind of like, if you don't have any momentum starting, how do you start? And that's kind of like for guys, if you're trying to meet 
you know, meet someone at a bar, like they always used to say, like, walk into the bar smiling, look, look like, you know, the bartender, because what you're trying to do is if someone checks you out, show them that, like, you're not just some nervous Nelly in the corner. So I feel like it applies to interviews, stand up, maybe walking into an audition, you know, I don't know. What do you think? You feel warmth, Tasha? You're giving me the cold shoulder. That's not warm. <laughs> I'm not trying to give you the cold shoulder. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I think the male-female dynamic is really interesting, too. That, like, we, re- we are willing to give guys a pass. Like, say, uh-huh. I don't know, someone uh, coming to fix your sink or something yeah. shows up. You trust that this guy, I mean, at least he looks like he's knows, he knows what he's doing. He doesn't have to be nice to you for you to trust that, like, he can handle the job. You just want them to get done and leave. Like, <laughs> I don't care about warmth or I'm like just like the problem and like like I'm walking around in my underwear. Like yeah, you almost, your thing, yeah, you you almost don't want warmth. You want competence. I don't you want, want fix yeah, my life. Like, hey, well, you're eating over there. It's like <laughs> but, <you know>. warmth <laughs> up front. I feel like is really nice. It's a nice bonus from anybody. Yeah, up front. Warmth up front. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Tasha's always making it about gender. Always about women you, don't get that. <laughs> you know, you bring up the warmth. I'm actually cautious if someone brings too much warmth. Oh, yeah. like a bat. slick salesman? Because it Yeah, because then I know, that I know, you know they're up to something. Yeah. You yeah. know they're up to, cause, because like, they're like too like, like warmth and like they're trying to like be like it's like they have a hidden agenda yeah and i've i i thought about it because like i've been like tricked so many times now i can see it and i'm like tricked, i know tricked uh, and like because like, i'm just like oh this person's a really nice person and then they're not really a nice person there's something going on you know that's the benefit that we have by not being super successful <laughs> is that we don't have to worry about people's ulterior motives. We really don't. And if you we think that, you think that, but even from the lowest to the highest, you What do you want from me? What do you need? <laughs> what do well, you, have? you have just like, Yeah, there, there's like, you know, I just am cautious. I totally I'm hear very that. Very cautious. But I, I totally hear that, but also like um, the anonymity that we have now, at least more, you know, well, you know, we broadcast everything, but we don't do it on that platform where anything we say can get us in trouble or people really care where we live. Like there, there must be something really creepy about being like super famous or just successful. Like say I, you know, say I ran a very, very successful stand-up show in LA. Then everyone wants to talk to you. Like there's always, there's always this, um, you know, demand supply type of thing that happens in our town because we don't operate um, business separate from our peer groups. Mm. And I think a lot of places like, we'll go back to Joe, the plumber, like he can have a tough day at work and not have to worry that all of his friends hate him. If we have a tough day at work, we might've told off somebody and then they blog about it. And it's like, we don't have that separation of, of, of community really, which, which you see when people get shamed, um, they, they not only lose like their stature in their job, but they also lose like their respect from their friends. And that's all. That's all probably based due to social media that we've 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 let the you know people into our homes to a level that like we're we have to hold ourselves to a higher level. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I was just gonna say that like you, your friends forgive you. Your friends like if you screw up on something, your friends are not your friends unless they're like with you along for the ride. Like say they can say, yeah, you made a mistake, but like. I know you want to do better yeah. and they're still your friends. If someone just, you know, writes you off completely, then that wasn't a friend to begin with. Then, yeah. 
you know, would have just been a somebody in your community. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting though because we don't like we don't have to deal with anyone having a mo- a real motive other than like we try to get people on the podcast and people we want to talk to and get to know really. But but aside from that, we don't have like I'll tell you this, I don't respond to PR companies and the amount of PR companies that will reach out to get their guests on, it has always been a bad experience. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like not to compare myself to him, but I feel like Joe Rogan's the same way. He, he, I do it for a different reason because yeah. it's like, uh, it just feels like so uh, lecherous when someone comes on the podcast, promotes their shit, and then you never, you never talk to them again. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're not trying to fuck with, you know, we're not trying to always make best friends here, but like we're trying to build our network community. of people we like. Yeah, yeah, our of course, you want to do and, stuff with people you like. And the, and then we've had that where the, you know, the PR person shows up with their like their like celebrity, not celebrity, but like their actor or whatever. They talk, they barely open up, they promote their thing and then it's gone and not a retweet about it and i don't even care about the retweet so much as like ugh, i just feel used you weren't you tasha hasn't been here for any of those episodes that's not true at all have you been here for the where the pr person sitting in the next room yeah uh so i don't i don't want to ask who but it's the worst so i've just decided like unless it's somebody i already wanted to talk to it's usually just not like no offense to them, but if they're going down the ladder to my podcast, then they've already been rejected from the, cause everyone wants, that's a problem. And it's like anything in life, right? Everyone wants to be on Mark Marin. Like that's the home run. If you wrote a book, yeah. you know, this is a good podcast to like have long form chats with our friends about dating relationships and stand up and all that. But like, you know, we're still like in the middle grounds fighting the battle. Does that make sense, Tasha? Yeah. <laughs> really selling us here. <laughs> no, I, and I think all of our listeners know this. By the way, shout out to Deirdre. Deirdre just gave us a, did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, you, you're getting better. <laughs> She's uh, We have this nice listener in Georgia and she just sent us a uh, very charitable Venmo donation. So oh, nice. these yeah, people, thank you, Deirdre. these people are just great. They're out there. They know we're stuck in, you know, in the middle of LA, not working, doing yeah. our thing. And some of our listeners have just been so loyal. Christian's always loyal. Oz, we got a whole, we got a whole bunch of them. Just give them a quick shout out. Tasha, could you pass me what I hope to be a Bud Light seltzer mango? I can do that. I'm going to go with this mango. It's been... Something about mango and alcohol has been uh, on my mind lately. Yeah, Thank you. There's another one if Are you, you want one. Right? I mean, no pressure not? to you. Yeah, yeah, go for it. There it is. Now, it. do you do you ever go to any Dave shows? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you say I try not to? <laughs> no, I just you know I like to pick and choose, make sure that like I'm going to a fun spot and stuff. Tasha's a highly sensitive oh, person. Thank you. Oh, this is good. I wouldn't have. I would have never. Uh, You'd never guess. Handpicked the mango, but we've already gone through the other flavors, and this is a good one. Tasha's a highly sensitive person, so if the lighting's wrong or she's got a draft, it's not it's not always a good setup. If I have to leave her to prep for my set, give myself a few minutes. I'm not saying Tasha's you're not difficult at all with the with like the neediness. Like you can walk in a room and be alone, but I know that it takes a lot out of you, and I don't need that if I'm getting ready to do a set. Well, I think that's part of it too. It's just like you know, I'll come and support when it's like a fun environment where I know that there's like not a lot of pressure, but I don't want to be like one other thing that you kind of have like worried about in the back of your mind. If it's like a new venue that you haven't been to before, or if it's like a high pressure sort of sort of show, but like you know, we go to some really fun places around here, like big outdoor spots, fun yeah. bars, live music, you know, like if it can be more of an experience, that's not just like me showing up and and hanging out. Now, has he ever brought you to a show? He goes, Hey, sit here. This is where I'm saying, I'm going to go look at my set. You sit down, he walks away and then you look on the table and on the table is the toothpaste cap. 
thought I knew it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that that I'd sat her down and someone immediately hit on her because I have I had Mark Norman hit on her. At a oh. comedy festival, and I told him he didn't even remember, which was funny. He told, I told him like a year later, he's like, oh, I had no idea because he's just batting a thousand, just running game. But yeah, at one time, Taj was taking my photos at a comedy show, and like, I feel like you got, we were getting hit on during my set, which is, you. I mean, hey, you got to appreciate it, guys. We've had the, when, when this sap sign was the stage, I was telling Stephen before the set that that used to be a part of a stage before I cut it up. When I was taking a stage off of a show, what was that comic's name? He raps. I have no white clue. guy that raps glasses. Can't no, remember his name. I don't know. Does that Malibu show? Oh man, I don't know. You'll know. I can't remember his name. I'm not afraid okay. to mention it because it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like a faux pas. He wasn't trying to hit on another comics girl, but he like asked you for your number right after my set, and I was like, "Did you not see us like loading the car up together? <laughs> we just did a oh, show wow. in front of like a 20 person audience, a very intimate show." But I, I truly believe he didn't know. But in that hasn't that stuff hasn't happened in a while. But that's not a fe- a fear of mine. It's just like, oh wow, that guy's got game. He actually asked you for your phone number. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, now I do. At that show, that um, so he rapped, then got off stage. He's like, "Did you hear those 16 bars? What's your number?" <laughs> Is that what happened? What? Aren't you impressed? Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Did you hear the flow?" And you wouldn't think this guy had that kind of game. So I was part. So of he me. did have good game. Well, he asked her for her number, which but I anyone, think is better I than mean, most people. I mean, look, I walk down the street and homeless people ask my girlfriend for the yeah, her right, number. Yeah, <laughs> run it by. It doesn't mean that they have good game. Run us by what he said. Was it good game? I have no idea. I barely. I'm not even sure that I'm thinking about the right person. You know who has good game? Leo Flowers. Shout out to Leo Flowers. You know who Leo Flowers is? No. Oh, he's a comedian. Uh, like I've gone like overseas to perform for, with him for the troops. Like we did like Guantanamo Bay and all these other cool oh, places. Nice. This guy, he. Well, he's not, he will just like, if he sees someone he wants to hit on, he'll hit on him. And he just tells me all these stories. Remember, he's like, one time he's like, he walked to a, a table of girls. He doesn't know who they are. He just walks up and he asked this girl for her number. And she goes, I'm kind of seeing somebody. He goes, is that how you want to go through life? Just kind of doing shit. And all <laughs> the like, ah! And then he's like, I got the number. Uh, and he's like, and then we dated. run if you don't swing the bat. Then he got dated Tasha. another girl. He, he said he saw this girl from like. A reality show, like an MTV reality show, in the laundromat, and he goes, "Oh, dang!" He's like, "How can I get her?" And he remembered that she went to the same college as his ex-girlfriend. So he went up to her and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "I recognize you," and she thinks he's gonna say MTV. He goes, "Yeah, you, you were in a picture with my ex-girlfriend, a college photo," and she's like, "What?" Like she, he could see that she was like not into it. He goes, "Yeah," he goes, "I had to break up with her because she had really hairy legs," and then she started laughing. And then he started dating her, and I was like, "This I'm guy's not great." Surprised. Because he's I also think, like like buff and like a good looking guy. Yeah, but I so think the key too, the key in in Los Angeles, but I think anywhere is don't say what they've heard a thousand times. So with the internet, with online dating, it's always hey, what are you doing, or some stupid thing. Yeah. But if you can talk to somebody about something that's like hairy oh, legs, yeah, it's it, so <laughs> stupid, but you absolutely. Tell me this. We're a Cuba, and we're watching Game of Thrones on my phone because we're like, oh, it's the season now, or whatever. And he's like, I, I'm just holding the phone like this. He goes, tells me if your hand gets tired, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And you can see my my hand like after like ten minutes, like my arms shaking. He's like, you want me to hold it? I'm like, no, I got it, I got it. And he's like, just give me the damn phone because like <laughs> you couldn't watch it. And this girl comes down and like she's like, we're she's like, hey, are you guys watching Game of Thrones? We're like, yeah, we wanted to go get something to eat, but they shut down the the 
the little grocery store, and she's like, oh, well, I got some uh, stuffed jalapenos upstairs. She goes, if you guys want, I'll make you some stuffed jalapenos. And we're like, that would be great. And then she walks away, and I look at Leo, and he's like, he's like, you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm like, she tried to hit on you? And he goes, I think so. And I'm like, you want me to get out of here? He goes, yeah, that's probably the best. <laughs> so the next day I'm at brunch, and he comes down, and I see him, and I'm like, what's up, man? I'm like, how did everything go? He goes, so she came down. She brought me up for the jalapenos. He closed the door. He goes, I went for the kiss. She goes, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, this is what you brought me up here for, right? And she goes, no, there's jalapenos I made you. And she points, and there's like <laughs> steaming jalapenos. And I was like, so what did you do? He goes, I sat down. And I ate those damn jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> you just, the second you think you understand what women want and what they're trying to vibe with you, you don't know. Because for every I thought she was hitting on them too, to be fair. For like, every story like, where you think someone's being hit on mm-hmm. and you're like, stuffed jalapenos, that's the code word. For every story like that, there's another time where you literally don't think you're about to get laid. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you were into me? This was yeah. a thing? Well, she invited him up to have the jalapenos. She could have brought the jalapenos down. And so he yeah. that's what made him think, oh, she's like into me. Yeah. And I don't know. I obviously she, I'm like, she's not into out on jalapenos. <sighs> I know. Because he misread the room. Oh, damn you, Leo. What if she was trying to fuck you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Like, if you put us next to each other, you're going to be like, yeah, let that, me get that guy. That guy <laughs> looks like he could defend me if, <laughs> if I get attacked by a mugger. But that's what's interesting is that it's, it, uh, yeah, we talked about this last episode, but I feel like female pickup lines are just like like it's like a, if like it's like w- fishing knowing you're gonna ca- you just have to cast the line and some fish is gonna like if you're a woman and you're you just have to say hi but as a guy you've got to have the lure with the little mirror that shines and the fake fish that's running you gotta you gotta pull out all the stops just to get someone's attention because just like you said that that story about someone who's like kind of dating somebody they uh-huh. call it like a shit test but and again uh, th- these are terms that that have been around but like women sometimes will be like i'm not into you and then it turns out they are. So like when you talk about consent, you always want consent. But sometimes when you hit on somebody, you need to know deep down, are like, are we going to re- step two of this? And and sometimes that's, you know, you, you. Yeah, but a girl doesn't always know when a stranger approaches her, whether or not this guy is like a good idea. What's that so thing they say, though, about women? So there's a little bit of like women. tentativeness, you know, it's like a little bit of a dance. Like, mm, I don't know. Don't they say women know in the first like what, like. 13 seconds if they want to sleep with a guy or not. Yeah, I think I, that's true. Is that yeah. true? I don't know. What? Coming from the two non-women <laughs> sitting here? Uh, this, Listen, we're doing jalapeno poppers tonight. Credible, <laughs> credible website article. There's a blog? I, got, yeah. I pulled it up in my Toshiba. There's a blog <laughs> written by a man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, the, I've heard this. I've heard women know right away because you're doing the choosing and then, and then every woman has a sort of set amount of time that they'll give that's kind of their like comfort zone before they'll have sex and the average I've heard is six hours which might be two and a half dates it might be two dates it might be one long day but if you spend six hours with somebody that's on average the amount of time before you'll have sex and the people can be listening and just start doing the math well we met for coffee that was an hour then we did this that was three hours third date we fucked there it is six hours like you never know we probably we knew each other for about 700 hours before we did this prude over here but that's a whole other story <laughs> that, here that's good right you build rapport yeah I guess. you know whatever you want to call it sure <laughs> 
No, but um, but yeah, you're Tasha. You're on. You're on point with saying that 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 your your defense system become comes up because sometimes you might have just gotten accosted by a homeless guy, and then all of a sudden your knight in shining armor is hitting on you, and you're like, "Fuck you!" And then you turn around, and he's got nice blue I eyes. Think there's oh, sorry. definitely an element of like being attracted to someone that's mm-hmm. evident right away. But just because you're attracted to someone doesn't mean that you're gonna start talking to them and like definitely vibe or like feel like they're a nice guy instead of a douchebag like those things take a little time so you might like get that initial attraction yeah and know like oh i would be interested in maybe pursuing this but sometimes someone approaches you and you're not necessarily like very like over the top attracted to them but if they say the right things seem like a nice guy are polite genuine whatever checks your boxes then you might be willing to pursue that further but that mm. sounds that sounds like a chump that you just described yeah, there's a nice guy he checked all the boxes that sounds like a bat that sounds like you're going to be cheating on him yeah. in 2 weeks the kids no. call it a simp yeah that's a, the new term is a simp <laughs> that's a new term but but you got uh you know jalapeno poppers over here he's uh he's t- she, he 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 hits a serve she whips it back twice as hard and then he just goes oh yeah yeah well why are you with that guy boom Drops no, mic. Yeah, no filter the in the brain. I and think that's, that's like works comic, ready to go, crowd work. Like, you're not going to tell me something I haven't heard already. And part of that's like, you know, you got to meet a lot of people because you're going to be super nervous and blow. It's like going on auditions or interviews. You're going to be, you're going to blow it 20 times. The second you don't give a fuck, oh shit, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. That means he doesn't have much to lose. All right, he's cool. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty like straightforward. I remember one time, uh, one of our friends, I, I, I don't want to say his real name, so I'll just say, just call this guy uh, Theodore. <laughs> so Theodore is talking to me and Leo, and he's like, yeah, guys. He goes, he goes, I'm really having a hard time. He's like, I found out I'm a sex addict, and I'm not proud to say this, but I've had sex with over 100 women. And then <laughs> Leo goes, oh, I've easily cracked that number. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This guy's like having a mental breakdown. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about com- the camaraderie when you can like open up about something that you think is so dark or whatever, and then someone's like, "Yeah, I got that beat." It's like the, the second you're willing to talk about your issues, you realize like, "Yeah, we're all kind of weird. We've all got our thing." <laughs> I don't know. Now, but you're you're a, you're a good looking dude. Oh, You've, thank you. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I got, I got uh, called a five yesterday. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. No, who's calling you a five? Uh, one of my friends. Okay. Well, there you go. no, you're. She's a, like, she's like, she's like, yeah, my, she's like, my sister saw you come by the house the other day, and she thinks you're a five, and I'm like, that's Jesus. great. She goes, yeah, and she's like, she's like, I was just like, I just thought because you're my friend, and I thought maybe she's picking on you, but then I was like, I asked my best friend. And my best friend said the same thing, and I was like, "All right, cool." Why tough times in L.A.? We got the whole audience googling <laughs> yeah, you right I now. Was like, no, you're first of all, you're a stand-up comedian. I, Twelve. I mean, Let's get that I mean, straight. I was like, "Thank you," because my mom calls me a three. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what 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 was dating different before? Because you started, you got in your relationship. What, like, I'm doing the math here. Only a year into stand-up. So, yeah. like, did you were you able to get most of your dating legs your, about you? Before you became a performer. Well, what happened was I dated both her roommates first. Really? Yeah, but that's because I thought she was into what she used to date one of the other guys that, like, was in our circle. She called you a five and you like, thought she wasn't into you. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, so they're probably, but they dated in college. So I was like, oh, maybe they have something they're going to rekindle. I don't know. So did you have multiple friend groups that were, like, crossing over? Like, you knew all of her roommates and everything. How did you guys all meet? From her, I met 
that they all came to like a show oh. and then i met her and her roommates and then i like dated one roommate well kind of like i don't know like not like full-on relationship just like dates you know and then dates with the other one and then and then i left to go on the road for a little bit i came back and then she came like a randomly to one of my shows didn't tell me and i was like oh hey and then we just started hanging out and then she was like wanted to date and i was like i don't know if this is a good idea but she was like no i think it's a good idea and then i was like oh okay was this down in san diego yeah now so okay so let's let's talk about this so did her friend did her roommates decide that she was better off for you or was it just her own decision that she kind of saw how you treated them and she was like her roommates were, were crazy yeah yeah i was just like like I can't do this by then. Oh, you! Oh, bye. you left the roommates. I, yeah, yeah. That I, actually is probably the best situation because I feel like if it was the other way around, yeah, if her roommates there would be like, trust issues. If yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So she probably saw like sort of a subtle power dynamic that you were kind of like, you know, doing the picking, kind of figuring it out. I mean, does she have any now? Because we had uh, Joe Welke on last week, who met his current girlfriend from hit through his podcast, where he interviews his Tinder dates. And I was like, dude, that must be tough because your current girlfriend must think you're gonna fuck the next podcast host. Wait, wait, so there are girls he's already gone on dates with on Tinder, or he just matches with them on Tinder and then goes, "Hey, do you want to come on my podcast?" That's it. Matches has him on. I mean, they meet first so that the girls can know that he's not like a killer. So they meet and then they goes, I actually don't want to go on a date with you. I just want to interview him. No, he tells him right up. Like he's got a photo that says his whole thing, which is pretty good for marketing. But also like, you know, even 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 if that's your gimmick, I feel like if if you're a a female, you're probably still trying to be like into the person. Why would you agree to it? But um, but I'm not I'm not. uh, And I told Joe, I'm not I'm not shaming Joe. I, I think we all do different things to try to get laid and and or find love i mean you can whittle stand up down or like whatever your art form is to like trying to impress a lady at least you know uh-huh. we're trying to do whatever we can or here. a man or a man or whatever the fuck you want to impress uh, but uh but with <laughs> what, what, what the, what's my point help me out tasha what was i so joe so joe met so joe met this his current girlfriend i'm digging myself out he met his current girlfriend and i was like geez that must be tough that like she's going to think you're going to try to fall in love with the next one, you know? Uh-huh. So like, does your girlfriend wonder, and again, you're so long-term in your relationship, but does she wonder if other girls are going to catch eyes with you at a stand-up show or does she just trust you? And she's like, ah, whatever. She's like, this guy, like, no, she's like, he's, he's a five. I'm not worried. <laughs> like, what am I worried about? She's I settled. Like, he just dyed his hair purple. Like who's going to like want that? Like, she's Hey, like, that purple is cool. Oh, thank you very much. Should I get, should I go to another strong color? I don't maroon? know that you can pull off a color, honey. I don't think I could either. You do have great hair though. It's thank like you. Very like Matthew McConaughey. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> it looks great. No, you have I like, o- luscious locks. Matthew McConaughey is on my list of dudes I would go fishing with. He's one of my main guys. You've I mean, already fishing. mentioned too. You mentioned yeah. Zac Efron and Matthew McConaughey. Both and those, those are Dave loves him some Zac Efron. He okay. saw him once at Runyon Canyon, and I've never heard the end of it. Now, what do you love so much about Zac Efron? He's, I mean, body wise, he's the the premier body, 
premier okay. body. He's got it all. He's got the chiseled face. He's got, he's, ri- I mean, I saw this. You dude. don't like him for his talent. Oh. You just like him for his looks. No, we're going to get there. You we're going to go the whole thing. His voice is silky smooth. He's a good performer. And then he just has, okay. a, he has his new show on Netflix, right? And I saw, you know, you know, you know how it is being a white dude. Look, I'm not trying to start anything. I'm not trying to start any, uh, any issues or in the blogosphere world. But as a white guy, you know, you post something, people call you a douchebag right away. So he's got this new show where him and this other older guy who's like friends with Laird Hamilton. I don't remember the dude's name, okay. but he's like just a Malibu like 10. He's a 50-year-old man who's just educated and well-traveled. They, mm. So they're going all over the world just like exploring the finer things in life, learning about the yeah. different types of spring water in France and the different this and that. Well, the, it's about sustainability. Sustainability. Show. So they're doing they're all like these. healthy food, sustainable food, sustainable practices for water and energy. And power. and I don't defend anything on Facebook. Someone posts, this person's this, this person's that. I go, ah, whatever. Someone goes, oh, I watched that new Zac Efron show. And then someone in the comments goes, ugh, what a douchebag. I go, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude is nice. I mean, imagine... <laughs> I'm full Zac Efron. Uh, imagine being Zac Efron in the Me Too era and not having one accusation. One, not one accusation. How good of a guy must he actually be? Not one person has said anything because you know if someone did, it would go straight to the front of the page. That's a good guy. And that, that's, that's, my, 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 that's my defense No one, no one said something about Chuck Norris either. Well, that's true. Yeah. Because he would roundhouse kick him. To the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, He'd but yeah, arrest him, like just Walker Ranger style. He just seems like a cool guy. He had that one movie that flopped where he was like a DJ, and it was. Oh, him. I saw that. I liked it. I thought it was good too. What was it? He was a DJ, and then there was that um, uh, uh, that uh, that Polish named uh, Krakowski. No, not Krakowski. What's her name? The the chick from uh, Blurred Lines. The Emily Ratikowski. Emily Ratikowski. Okay, she was in it. And she ends up, she and I don't, I don't want to give away the movie that no one's watched, but she's dating some douchebag. Uh, and then Zac Efron is just like the DJ. He's like, I played. feel like I may have seen this. You watched you it probably with me. Saw it, yeah. <laughs> and Zac Efron's like, you got to feel the right RPMs to the beat. And he's doing his whole thing. Yeah. And then uh, she falls in love with Zac Efron yeah. because he's a good guy. That's it. That's Zac Efron. So he does he does the big movies, he does the you know, the monster hits, and then he does this, you know, podunk show on Netflix. And the nerve of someone to call him a douchebag, but luckily other people defended him and was like, actually no, he actually seems like a really cool guy. He's talking about sustainability. <laughs> like yeah. I hate this guy. But I I was ready to go to bat for Zach Efron. I didn't know I love you that. You don't know until you don't know until you're forced to make a decision yes. who's on your fucking team. And <laughs> Zach Efron is my man. <laughs> I've seen him a few times. I was at the the. Uh, <laughs> he he uh, went to a stand-up show at the parlor. They used to have a show. Yeah. The show was inside, and then there was an outdoor fire pit area with a big glass wall. Yes. I'm six inches from the glass wall, like looking in, and to my back, leaning against the glass wall. So like six inches away is this dude. I was like, this fucking dude's good looking. I was just like taken aback by it because we all know LA is full of good looking people. But I was like, this dude's like Zach Efron good looking. He turns around and I just make eyes with Zach Efron. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad I'm not on this stand up show because I would yeah. use that time to talk to Zach Efron. Why didn't and you just go- talk to him? Why didn't you well, just- we were separated by a glass. Yeah, so but you it wasn't go around my time. and then, you know, yeah. say hi. I feel like I under- can't even. I, if I asked Dave to make a phone call, he yeah. can't do oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay. Dave cannot just talk to somebody. 
Well, that's not true. Dave, I feel you. I feel you. You know. Yeah, I mean, she tries to get me to do anxiety sometimes. It's just like, listen, I, I, I don't want to say this. Well, that that guy, uh, that nice guy that came up, Zach, uh, Zach Efron, <laughs> that nice guy Barrett, who's our, our neighbor, uh, uh, he came up a couple episodes ago, gave us a bottle of wine, and left a bottle opener. And then afterwards, Tasha was like, you need to go return that to him now. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll do it tomorrow. She's like, you got to go return it to him now. And I was like, I'm not going to knock on his door. I'm not going to do it. You were really pressing me on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, because you were so nervous over this simple thing just go knock on his door say hey thanks so much here's your your wine your bottle opener back but dave couldn't bring himself to do it he was like no it's too late it was like close to 9 p.m and he was like i gotta (laughs) wait till the morning i was like okay whatever you want i come home from like work or wherever the next day it's still sitting on our table i was like these poor people haven't been able to open a bottle of wine for two days i knocked once and ran away yeah he said he was a bartender. He's got pretend. Well, now, what, what do you think it is that gives you the anxiety? I don't like to call people. I don't like to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not. I don't know. It's just like no one likes doing it, but you just suck it up and do it. Like you know, things like, that are a little bit unknown or like uh-huh. a tiny bit uncomfortable. You don't know what the person's gonna say. Whatever. Well, like like I was telling you before we went on air, when I had someone stomping around up here, and Tasha's yeah. like, she's like, you need to go up there and tell them not to make noise on the roof. And I'm like, fuck, right? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then I came up here and, and, and the, I mean, we're talking like I waited till they were doing burpees on the roof and oh the, the, the lights are sh- shaking and, you know, dust is coming down and uh, I, it hurt my soul to tell people what to do. It's just <laughs> it's not, not telling someone, hey, do you mind? It's like. It's yeah. breaking the paint off our ceiling. It'd be like if, we, if not jumping right over top If we of were us. at the beach and someone in front of us was shaking out their towel and got sand on us, I would let them get sand all over me before I told them to stop. Yeah, but that's like a simple mistake. That's one second. Like if someone's like, doing I'm, a full I'm sorry. beach body workout up here. Yeah. Uh, right but on still, top of you. It's tough. I, I come up to the roof and I go, hey guys, look, it's the whole thing. The thing shakes. My chick's a bitch. You gotta stop. I mean, I, I just have a hard time. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's not it's just not for me, Tasha. These are things, these are skills that you you're should. gonna have to master to be an effective <laughs> no. adult. I'm looking for the cheat code. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You know, I actually used to be like that. I used to be like really like like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then I was, I was like, started making myself do it. And, and now it I, I kind of like doing it. Like, now now that I know that I'm not, I'll step into it. If I feel like a little awkwardness, I'm like, okay, just step right into it. And then sometimes you're just like controlling it. And then like the other person's just like, uh, let's go. And then you're just like, yep, okay, There's cool. There's going to be a book At least on I'm that. leading the dance, you know? It's like salsa. You're leading the dance. Yeah. And you feel all right because you're leading the dance. So you can kind of... Dictate yeah, where it's going. Make up your mind to go with it. It'd be like yeah, if it it's just so much more relieving. Like it, like the anxiety that you feel if you just go like without thinking about it. Okay, so I'm afraid of heights. But the first thing I did when I got here, I don't know if you noticed, I went and looked over all the edges. Really oh, okay. fast. I went like this and made myself look over it to get over it really fast. Because if not, then I get this weird feeling. Like this is like high to me. This is very high. Yeah. And I'm like very. That's my we're number about one fear. What? We're about forty feet off the ground. It's high enough to kill know. you. You're I'm, gonna break I'm a leg. Extreme, You're gonna break a no, leg. No, I would die. That, that looks very high. I've always thought about if you could survive jumping onto that building. I feel like you could survive, I, but you're gonna break. You're gonna break an arm or a leg. But either way, I hear you. I have no idea, but I. That's like I'm extremely terrified. How of did heights. you get the fear? I've just always been scared of heights. Yeah. Always been scared. Like 
like um, it's it's insane. So you manage it. You know, you know well, your limitation, and you address it. Like if I like someone's like I'll see people like cliff diving or like jumping off a bridge into water. I'll just go do it right away. And like my my girlfriend says she's seen me like one time there's like this huge cliff everyone's cliff diving and I went up there and she's like sees my legs like just shaking as I'm walking up and then she's like yeah you're, you're just jumping your legs are wiggling in the air like <laughs> <laughs> but I just did it and then I did, and then after I get out and I'm like she's like oh yeah she's like how was it do you feel like you conquered that fear would you do it again I'm like no I hated every second of that but like I just but it gets make it myself over with. it just makes me get over it because then if I don't do it I'm just like like paralyzed fear well there's got to be you don't some... want to let it control your life right it's we just way it I, I feel way experience. more comfortable that like i looked over the edge i was i was reading something the other day about unfinished projects and how the brain has this um sort of if you if you fail or don't finish something like quit a project your brain has this like lingering thing that it does to you and you don't want to have that be a problem in the future. And I feel like that's the same way for like you ever like went to the edge of a cliff jump and you decided not to do it. It's probably going to eat away at you that you didn't do it, even though it's the biggest thing that scares you. Yeah. Like I felt that way when it comes to like, you know, if you have a, I've had like confrontations with people that I wasn't expecting to have. And in the moment I would like freeze or like not address it right. But then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I should have told that guy to go fuck himself. What the fuck was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And the next time someone does that to me, I'm going to go tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'll like have to like give my, like, because the, uh, the idea, have you, do you have that Tasha where you're just like, you know, yeah, you, totally. you want to tell someone well, to go fuck themselves. But you <laughs> ever have that, you're like, oh, but sometimes you'll have something happen to you kind of freeze you, and then you'll and then you'll redo it to me like ah oh, that fucking asshole but like it's because you didn't get to because they led the dance that's it. why because yeah, exactly. they led the dance because they uh, jumped into it first but if you jump into it first before them you're leading the dance so you if you're lead. leading the dance yeah you gotta lead the dance you gotta, <laughs> that's especially, the title of this episode especially this really yeah advice. especially if you have a lot of anxiety about it you need to lead the dance because if you don't you're gonna get paralyzed by the anxiety because you're not doing anything they're just going at you and you're like yeah you're you know, at it's the like, mercy of their of the way they want to do exactly it, it's like Mike Tyson ownership. says like well, you know everyone has a plan until they get punched well yeah. if you let them punch you first you're gonna freeze up so you kind of like uh, metaphorically have to punch first so by by walking the perimeter here like a yes. like a gang member you saw just, me do that yeah yes. by doing that the, our dog does that too uh-huh uh, he walks yeah, the every perimeter. time he goes to some, like a new friend's house that he's never been to before the first thing he wants to do is sniff the entire perimeter of the house yeah like he just wants to check it out who's been here before he's leading where, the dance where i gotta Tasha. pee where i gotta pee. Yeah, yeah what do i gotta know about this area yep. so th- so by doing that you're you're taking control back which i would say control is pro- and that's probably why i didn't want to knock on that guy's door because i didn't have the control of like is it gonna answer i'm gonna you know what's the deal like we just want control over our things we don't want a boss to tell us what to do we don't want to we don't want surprises so like you want to you want to create a, an environment where you have control. I feel like with stand up it's the same way. You want to set the table, create a world where like this is how I'm going to run things. If you're not in my energy of what I'm trying to do, I'm going to kind of put you in place. Like we're going to have friction until we're kind of all Well, you same. have more control if you like I said if you lead it. Yeah. You have you have less control if you let someone else initiate it. 
So lead the dance. And this is the moment where we get to uh, appreciate the sunset over there. Isn't this nice? It's beautiful. We go right, yeah. at, we go right until sunset. <clears throat> we got to get out of here, but I did want to ask you this. How, uh, for for our audience that hasn't checked your stuff out yet, okay. um, and they will, Stephen, go check out Stephen Briggs. Is it Stephen Briggs Comedy? Yeah, Stephen Briggs Comedy. So okay. how did you get, where does beatboxing come from? You're not just beatboxing, but you're... you're um, what do you call the non uh, war, the dialogue uh, things that come out of your mouth? What is it's not all per, it's all like a very percussive uh, way that you uh, communicate. What is that all called? Sound effects. It's just sound effects. Yeah, I guess. I try to make it way more banned, but your sound <laughs> effects are amazing. Oh, thanks, man. I you appreciate do, that. You you do a very three dimensional uh, uh, thing with the audience where you say what you're doing and then you kind of make that sound of that environment yes. is that something that was planned or is have you always been planned i didn't know how to do that before really yeah i thought about like when i thought when i first started stand up i thought like okay you could just write jokes and you could try to be the best joke writer but then you're competing against everybody in the world and trying to be the best joke writer in the world you know what i mean that's like a heavy hill and it's like, well, what do people do the least? A lot of people do voices. Okay, well, there's so many people that do good voices. Now that's still a steep hill. It's like, how many people do sound effects? Not that many people. Okay, let's go the least travel path. And you had never done sound effects never, before? Never. And I was like working on storytelling, and I was like, that's great for sto- that compliment storytelling because it's just another paint in your palette to paint the story. It helps people visualize it in their head better. And you know what I love about it is that it's not a moment where an audience is expecting like a punchline. So yeah. it gives you the chance to just like, like you said, put that palette down. It's like, this isn't the Bob Ross finished tree, but we're doing the clouds. We're yeah, doing it's this. just something to uh, emphasize what like, so it kind of like brings the story more to life yeah. for them. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, you know, I say something and then I do the sound effect. It's like, okay, cool. Like, oh, you're really there now. It's kind of like, oh, whoa. And then you go into like a punchline after that. And it's like, you know, it's just kind of like something to distinguish. From now, do you, how do you work that out? How do you work that out with your voice? Because sometimes uh-huh. what you're, the sounds you're making into a microphone aren't necessarily the sounds that would be there like acapella. You know what I mean? So like, am I wrong about that? Where like mean? Sometimes when you're like, like doing a beatbox or something into a microphone uh-huh. that might not that might be hard to just work out like do you, do you are you literally just sitting going like all right i'm gonna tell a joke about where they open the door and let's let's work on a door opening sound yeah and then you just and then you just figure out what that yeah. sound is like that yeah <laughs> and you just, just start doing that. that or like or i'll figure out a sound and i'll be like where can i place that you know what i mean like i was like oh i can do like water dropping or like you know a horse or like a car or like are you on tiktok Yes. Are you doing this on TikTok? Because I feel like this would take <laughs> the F off. I mean, yeah, I do it a little bit on TikTok. Probably should do it more. Because that's like a whole challenge, right? That was a challenge where people were like, make this sound. And they'll like crush a can. And then mm. the person's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Wait, Tasha, that, are we starting a new career with you? Make this can sound again. One more time. Tasha Corey, everyone. I'm going to do that now. No, it, oh it's my. a thing on TikTok where people go, make this sound. It, you We're go. recording a TikTok right now. Yeah. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm yeah. just going to TikTok it right now. Get, like, what can you? And I can Wait, always, What sound should I do? I don't know. what. Uh, like, what's in your catalog? Uh, you, I can do a helicopter. I can do a lot of stuff. A helicopter's a great I, I did start a video where it's like 50 sound effects like in a row. Yeah, give us a, I mean, I, I was going to hopefully. Uh, you should do like the sounds of Los Angeles. 
Okay. And do that on your TikTok. I'll do, uh, what did you say now? You said, what, you said, do mimic the sound? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's the hashtag, but. Okay. We'll just, we'll just do it and then we'll set, we'll put it up. Okay. Uh, you mimic the sound, right? Yeah. Okay. Mimic this sound. That's a car. <laughs> okay. I didn't leave that's a car. We'll see how it sounds. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's a car. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. An old and, car. I'll, and I'll just put like in the text at the very end, that's a car. Yeah. yeah you need to do this. Uh, yeah, you got to do. Give us a helicopter too. Okay. Is helicopter an easy yeah. one? Yeah, helicopter is easy. Oh, we just we, we literally just heard a car Sweet. crashing in the car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you get a little slide there going on. Okay. Let me turn the sound down because now it's like weird. <laughs> uh, helicopter. Okay. That's like right. a helicopter, like, right? It's like we have a helicopter here. What's the? How do you catalog your sounds? Do you just remember them, or do you like write them all down? I just remember them. You just remember them yeah. all. Yeah, and then I then I kind of like put them into material right away, and then um, once I do that, once it's in material. Then it's kind of like I know it's like okay, there's that and this. This and is like um, I had to follow a comic who played guitar and I, and I bombed so hard after this dude. He just fucking crushed. But that's the same. You've got that same thing where like I would hate to have to follow that that that, that beatbox um, song that you do. Oh, which was that was like before YouTube existed, where like there was this really it's popular like beatboxing and talking at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, that's like. So I did that too because I'd never seen anybody. I seen comics beatbox before but i'd never seen a comic beatbox and talk at the same time yeah and i was like that's something else to separate like it's a down the left it's path. really cool it's a so, good closer could we end on that Can yeah we do let's that? do it all right are you are you, are you cool doing that i don't i hate yeah. that i mean you know it's you always hate what to you? ask people but let me let me uh let me outro it and then we'll do that okay okay so this was episode 401 uh, as always, I am Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney, and thank you so much for Stephen Briggs. Give it up for him, yeah, everybody. Thank you so much. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm just a bachelor. I'm for a partner. I'm someone who pulls it right. Without even falling pop. Something like that. So good. And then how can people find you? Instagram and all that. Uh, YouTube, Stephen Briggs yeah, Comedy. Stephen Briggs Comedy, everything. I just checked out your video, your DMT video. Oh. DMT. So everyone who's listening, go go check out Stephen Briggs. Go support him over there. Comment on all of his stuff. And uh, thank you so much for being on yeah, the, uh, dude, the uh, Sunset Rooftop Sap episode. This was Best it, everyone. Podcast Not right a now. bad vibe. Go yes. check us out on YouTube and see. You can watch us if you were just on the listening audio only. We're on YouTube. Uh, and also Tasha's uh, YouTube. we got to give you a shout out as well. Tasha just uh, launched her astrophotography blog. So oh, go nice. check that out. Uh, uh, Tasha, uh, it's uh, wearetadatravels.com. So you can you can actually read the different blogs that we have up there. And then you can see all the videos on the uh, Tasha Courtney YouTube. Uh, did I get it all, Tasha? Yeah, I think you got it. Thanks again for joining the episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, uh, we appreciate your support. If uh, you can, share it with your friends. Uh, you can go on the Instagram at the.sap. Leave a nice five-star review on the iTunes 
podcast app. Uh, we always appreciate that. And if you want, go check out our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. That's patreon.com slash the SAP for our private episodes. We always appreciate all of your support. Thanks so much. See you next week. Bye, everybody.